Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Ok. So before we get into the rant, understand that apparently Anchor was down on uh, Monday into Tuesday. There were some uh, issues with uh, distributing our podcast. Uh, it is up. It is running. Uh, check out Alex's segment on uh, barbecuing steak. This is a must. This is a must. Okay. If you've ever listened to, if you've ever listened to anything we have told you, listen. Maybe, 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 maybe don't listen, Alex. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. Of course, listen, Alex. Okay. So Dan Orlovsky came out and said that the way that the Packers can fix their wide receiver room is by trading for Devontae. Uh, uh, what's his name? De Hopkins. DeAndre, Hopkins. DeAndre. DeAndre. Thank you. I want to keep saying Devontae. DeAndre Hopkins. They think we should get hopped up on Hopkins. And this, these are my two. He said, oh, well, Arizona's got to get rid of that big salary cap hit well we would have the big salary cap hit then isn't that how math works and oh and it would solve the problem solve the problem of what he can't come back till week seven week seven assuming that everything comes back clean right it's it's week seven if it was accidental and not purposeful the way that he's saying with what we mentioned before where the player's not sure of what they're putting in their body and they need to check it and whatever So it's at least it's, six games. It's a terrible set of lies is what it is. And we don't need guys that have issues. That's not what we need. We don't need guys that have previous issues. We need guys that, that, that don't bring the outside attention because that would take it away from Aaron and that would upset Aaron. He's got to have all the attention, right? He's going to show us this year how he walks on water and cures the lepers and feeds the uh, homeless because he doesn't have any wide receiver weapons. I don't think that's true. I think what, what, you got it. Yep, yep, exactly. I think Watson is a legitimate wide receiver. I think with Cobb and Rogers and Lazar, well, we'll have to see with Lazar, right? He hasn't signed his RFA. That's kind of crazy. I didn't even know that until we, you mentioned that this morning. I swore he had been signed for a year, but he it's been offered. He's a two-year tender, you know, $3.89 million for this year is the second, and it's a second rounder. So if somebody – he can still be picked up by another team, and they have to at least match that amount, but he's apparently asking for more money. And the Packers said, nope. The cupboard is dry. There's no more bones, dude. There's no more bones. Do you want to be on this team or don't you want to be on this team? Right? And quite honestly, I'm kind of now at the point where either you're on board or you're off board. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Uh, enough's enough. Okay? So, May the 4th, 
May the fourth be with you. <laughs> never, you know, I've never heard that. That is such a clever, clever play on words. I just made it up today. It's a play awesome. on uh, Star Trek. Uh, you remember when he says live long and prosper? Yeah. It's a play on that. Picard, when Picard fights Chewbacca. Remember? Remember? Yeah. And Hannibal Lecter is there. Yeah, exactly. Amazing fight. Crazy movie. I don't, uh, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've seen, okay, the William Shatner Star Trek. Yeah. I've seen a whole bunch of those. Yeah. I don't think I've seen all of them, but I've probably seen a majority of yeah. all those episodes, right? They were always on Sunday mornings here in uh, Canada and there was nothing else to watch. It was that in the wild, wild west on Sunday mornings. You remember the wild, wild west with uh, uh, the original wild, wild west, Absolutely. right? So I don't think I've ever seen, no, my wife is into those movies. She loves those movies. Star Trek, Picard, she has books, everything. Every time she reads one of those, I always go, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she watches me watch the draft for three days and she goes, nerd. <laughs> I'm like, shut up, that's just important. <laughs> I don't think I kind of watched some of the shows. It was more yeah. the movies that I got into, and I try to route. I, I went straight to Wrath of Khan was the one, the last one that I saw just like a few months ago, where I felt like some Star Trek, and I've all I was kind of going through it. Um, you know, where Spock dies, that sucks really bad. But just I never saw Wrath of Khan. Yeah, they're they're not bad. It's they're not Star Wars, man. I mean, they're good. I watched I watched the new ones with Chris Pine. And uh, mm -hmm. Bendernick uh, Cumbersnatch, him, yeah. and, uh, you know, the other guys that are in there, too. I love them. Fantastic. I can get into them. Problem is, is if we're making up all these issues, right? Because this is all, well, it's based on science. There's no beryllium crystals, okay, on other How planets. Do we don't know. This is stuff that's being, you're being speculative, speculative and you're being imaginative, and why don't you imagine a different way of getting out of your jams? Okay. What if we did a Star Trek episode where nothing happened? They were gone for like years and years and years. Episode? And they were just like, eh, traveling today. Nothing happened. Uh, soup was okay in the commissary. <laughs> you know, that was the highlight of the day. Actually, it was burrito day. So it was pretty good. <laughs> You know, the respect that I have for sci-fi movies and the reason I love them so much, the reason I love Star Wars, I like I like uh, Star Trek quite a bit, but specifically the Star Wars since today is May the 4th. Yep. It, it is incredible to me how George Lucas can not only create characters, but dialects and worlds and monetary thing and just every detail not only of the human race right and and chronicling that but going to other planets and literally creating them from scratch out of his head to the point where there's languages there's like he has thought of every detail that to me is just i i can't fathom nerd well, <laughs> i like star trek or star wars i really i i've seen all of them uh there's a couple of the the you know, when they went back and did the, the attack of the clones, there's a few mm -hmm. scenes and stuff that I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. This is so yeah. terrible. Right. Jar Jar Binks. I remember when oh. he first came out, I was just like, why are you throwing cartoon characters in this? I, and I get it. It's to play on the little kids and, and, but until I guess maybe rogue one, that's where yeah. that was the yeah. first time 
felt like Star Wars again. Where it was yeah. just like, okay, that's a Star Wars movie again, right? Yeah. And you got to love what Disney's been doing lately with all these little spin-offs and runoffs, The Mandalorian and, uh, you know, Solo and... Bobo Fett. Now, Bobo Fett. yeah. One. Yeah, right? Like, these, these are... These are fantastic. I, I, I enjoy watching these. And uh, because they play off of like the original kind of first three movies, right? The uh, the New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi, because it kind of plays off of these things. You know, I, I can nostalgia, get into man. them. It's the nostalgia. They're so yeah. smart. They're playing off of our 80s, 70s and 80s crush on these things and just bringing it right back. Like the Top Gun movie, dude. The new Top Gun movie oh, trailer got me chills like i was like yes absolutely 100 percent in so star oh. wars is really smart at doing that as well there's there's no way i am not seeing the new top gun mm -hmm. i i have to see this movie i have to see this movie what's the other movie that uh uh spider-man no way home i've been yeah. watching the marvel universe movies a little bit uh I, i'm a big spider-man uh movie buff and i'm a the incredible hulk movie buff uh, I wish there was a few more uh, Incredible Hulk movies. I wish that they would stop remaking the same one movies. over and over again. Yeah. Like, you know, the Hulk had his own comic series for years. Mm -hmm. And all we can come up with is Eric Bana and, and, and Bruce who's the Banner. other guy? No, Eric Bana was the first Bruce Banner. And then who was the other guy? Uh, uh, the skinny guy from Fight Club. Oh, uh, Norton. Norton, Edward. Edward Norton. Now, Edward Norton played a better Bruce Banner, but like Bruce Banner looked like Mark Ruffalo, right? Yeah. That was Bruce Banner. He wasn't a complete wuss, but he wasn't a guy you'd go into a bar fight with, right? right. And you don't like him when he's angry. I mean, I was a huge fan of the TV. Shout out to Lou Ferrigno in the TV series. I never missed an episode when he came to World of Wheels, the car show, Lou Ferrigno. I was so excited. I stayed up for like two days straight as a kid waiting to meet Lou Ferrigno and I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. I had to, I had to stand off to the side and just watch. I couldn't get up there. There's really? no way. Yeah. I was so scared. I was probably like seven, right? Seven or eight or something at the time. Right. Like I was six or seven or something, but yeah, my mom went up there and got me the autograph. And that was at the same car show that I met uh, Adam West and Burt Young, uh, Batman and Robin. And uh, true story, true story. I love Adam West. True story. Uh, you could smell uh, the alcohol on his breath. And uh, I remember thinking, oh, he smells like my dad. And uh, he, was <laughs> he was signing an autograph and he looked up at me. It's honest to God, true story on my, on my children. Okay. He looked at me. He said, I was like six or seven, right? He goes, are you doing your homework? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you better or Robin and I'll come to your house and tie your neck in a knot. That's what he said to me. <laughs> tie my own? neck in a knot. <laughs> my mom just laughed. She's like, oh my God, he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do your homework? No. I wanted to meet Batman and Robin at my house. <laughs> I have to tell you a Batman story. So... Obviously, because my name is Bruce and there are many superheroes, just there, there's just a lot of Bruce's, you know, like you've got Bruce Lee, Bruce Banner, Bruce Wayne, blah, 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 blah. But um, that's it. yeah, there's a couple straight. more. No, there's a couple more. <laughs> we were we were up in uh, Rideau, so which is a nice little like ski town, just 
maybe about two hours from El Paso, a little bit north. They've got a an okay skiing mountain. It's not great, but nice little town. And we went and got a cabin up there and went and got some breakfast or whatever. And on the receipt, they're like, well, what, what's the name of the order? Right. And I think I have a picture of it. I'll have to show it to you. Um, but I said, Bruce. So they're like, okay, Bruce, cool. So when they bring out the food, the ticket said Batman on it. So ever since then, I have started to throw out into the universe that I am Batman. So everything in my house, so like the, my internet is Batman's interwebs. And then I've got my phone is Bruce's I, Batman's iPhone, my truck, everything says Batman on it. So um, every time somebody asks me in front of my kids to embarrass the shit out of them, like somebody will introduce themselves. It's not like business related. And they're like, oh, Bruce Edmonds. And I'm like, I'm Batman. And I just say that all the time. And they're like, excuse me, I'm Batman. And my kids have a heart attack all the time. But I love Batman. I love DC. And, you know, I was, I was looking at um, the difference between, because somebody posted on Twitter about the difference between like, what's your favorite Marvel or DC. And part of the reason that I've kind of switched more towards DC, even though I love Avengers, I love all those movies, is they have been getting more and more mainstream which is bothering me with Marvel, you know, like they've had so much success with these big movies. They're going to actually have the worst musician and songwriter ever created in this universe that has gone platinum in bad bunny. And he's going to play the villain in a Marvel movie. And I'm like, what are you doing? So that, that has nothing to do with movies or talent or superheroes you're, you're getting a guy who sings reggaeton and talks about belittling women and having sex. And that's going to be your villain. It's like, come on, dude. Really? Sounds like a villain, to, point, like a villain to me. Sounds like mm -hmm. a villain to me. I'm just curious to why they keep remaking the beginning. Is that the only story Batman had is the beginning? I mean, here we are now with Robert Pattinson again. Oh, what's the dark side? The Schneider. All right. All right. Listen, we all know how Batman started. We all know because that's the only movie you guys will make over and over and over again. We have Michael Keaton as the Batman, and we have Dark Knight. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's do something else. Let's have somewhere else. I mean, do you remember we had Michael Keaton? Then who was it? George Clooney, Val Kilmer. I mean, it was like anybody and everybody played the Batman. And yep. it was just terrible. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Dr. Freeze, oh, right? Like. Uh, Uma Thurman was Poison Ivy, right? Like, I did like Devito as uh, the Penguin. He was good, he and was the Joker right. was good too. The Joker and the Penguin were good. Yeah, that's where that's where Spider Man has done a really good job after Spider Verse and just coming home and having the three different Spider Men and then having them all come together with this la last movie and having them all in there was a pretty cool way to connect them all, right? As opposed to just these random Batmans that you throw out that have nothing to do. There's no congruency between the movies. It's just a regurgitation of the same movie. Spider-Man actually kind of tied it all together with all of the villains trying to help them all. Really good movie. That, I really enjoyed that one. The new Batman, I'm about halfway through it because it's like three hours long. And I just, I can't do it. I can't, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. It started out pretty awesome because it was very violent, right? Like it was like a nice murder mystery kind of thing. It's like, okay, cool. And then as soon as I saw the question mark on the wooden floor, I was like, oh, it's the Riddler. All right. So now I figured it out. Right. But then yeah. I get halfway through it and it just starts slowing down again and just the same thing again. And I'm just like, eh, 
So I've, some of I've, these guys are making movies that are two and a half hours long that only needed 90 minutes. Yeah. I, I don't understand. You know, I, I'm that guy that sits there and I watch a movie. And during the beginning of the movie, I'm like, right here, if he gets killed right now, right now, credits. You just run the credits. That's it. Movie seven minutes long. Right. I'm that guy. I don't uh, I, I, I don't like movies that take two and a half hours to go nowhere. You know, I, I there's a handful of times. Listen, there's a lot of Kill Bill one and two that I like. But let's be honest, Quentin, you could probably eliminate an hour and a half out of that entire both of those movies. Right. But these guys, they get it. No, no, it's got to be four hours. It's got to be five hours. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. You know what? It doesn't. It really doesn't. It could be 90 minutes. You can tell a story in 90 minutes. We tell a story every day in under 60 minutes. Right. Right. And I'm great not saying stories. great I'm, stories. Amazing stories. Amazing stories. And if Anchor will get their shit together, you can actually listen to them. But there's no need for these movies to be two and a half hours and three hours long. And then they release them and then they go, oh, why didn't they do well? I'll tell you why they didn't do well. Because you could have cut out an hour and a half of this movie, saved us all the trouble of some of this backstory that we don't need. Like, stop pretending like we don't know who Batman is. Stop. Right. We know. We know what happened. He's the guy that made, life gave him lemons and he made lemonade out of it. They, his parents died and he turned that into something good. This is the ultimate life gave you lemons. And you turn it into lemonade story. We don't need to see in the back alley of the opera house 55 times. Or we regurgitate it where now in the new movie, the little kid, and spoiler alert, I'm sure you've seen the Batman, but. No, I haven't. There's like, okay, do you want it? Do you want me to spoil it for you? Let me tell you, let me tell you. I, maybe we shouldn't spoil it for some of the listeners, but I'll tell you this. I'm not watching the new Batman until it's free on Netflix. They ain't getting another dime out of me until they do something original out of the fucking Batman. There was years and years of comics with the Batman. I've got a stack of comics downstairs. You could make that into four or five movies easy. They don't mm -hmm. want to touch any of that. Let's go back to the opera house. Oh, you ever dance with the devil by the pale moonlight? Like, come on. Come on. There's a three-minute awkward scene, I'll just say this, at the beginning where they don't necessarily show that but they just reference it basically in silence for three minutes. Perfect. These artsy fartsy, listen, I don't need Batman and Superman to be artsy fartsy. I need them to be exactly like the comics, okay? Corny, okay? Over the top, mm -hmm. way over dramatic, and just mindless nonsense for about 90 minutes, right? Do you remember the Man of Steel? Yeah. Right. When that came out, I mean, Superman's another one of these ones where they just keep doing over and over and over again. Oh, this is how we became. We know how we became. We know. We know. We know. Can he okay. fight other people? I'm sure he fought other people other than Lex Luthor. And Was there anyone? Was there anyone else? Let's go to the comic books. Oh, geez. Superman's been around since the freaking 40s. Mm -hmm. it, all he fought was Lex Luthor for 40 years. I mean, he's not much of a Superman. Yeah, if it if took it him 40 years. Guy, yeah. 40 years. I'd have killed Lex in the, the first year. And the guy's still going. <laughs> right? He could grab Lex and throw him on the moon. Nothing. Right? We don't need none of that. Come on. No. Let's move forward with these. Right? Like the Batman uh, uh, versus Superman there. That, hey, that was fantastic. 
a little bit uh, shaky bakey and some of it a little bit, right? Uh, your mom's name is Martha. My mom's name is Martha. <laughs> but that's the comic books, right? <laughs> We're both here to save Martha. That's the comic books, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's how it is. And it's almost like they go, okay, so here's a young Batman and how he starts out. And then the next movie will be when he's 60 years old. What? What happened in the 35 years in between? It, it's almost like Jesus Christ in the Bible. He's a kid and then he's 33. And yeah, saving people. Like what happened next in scene. between? What happened next, in between? Didn't he go to carpentry school? I don't know. <laughs> right? Didn't he have kids? I think that I was actually, know. I think, well, no, that's, 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 that's what the, uh, that's what the, uh, uh, the English belief with their uh, monarchy is that they're all descendants of Jesus Christ himself because Jesus, you know, at the age yeah. of 30, being a good, being a good Jewish lad, uh, he would have been married and he would have had a couple of kids. You remember back then people were living to the ripe old age of 38, right? right? That's why I say put more additives in my food. I want to live forever. Right. Yeah. Just preservatives, additives, all just, of it. Yeah. Just preserve mostly my liver and lungs. That's what right. I need. Oh, maybe a little bit into the heart every now just and then. Just avoid sugar and you're good. Yeah. Right. Oh, I can't. Love it. Love it. That's why I've got more than one chin. So we keep doing these jumps in these movies. And what about that in between stuff? I want to see that. Right. Like when you watch Dark Knight, okay, mm-hmm. the right, the first one with Christian Bale. Wasn't Which it interesting to I see it. Liam Neeson, it, the right, climbing right, mountain, the drugging right, of like finding yourself. Right. Be, uh, the, he was being he was arrested. For no reason, like, put right? himself in jail to get away from the world. Right. Like that was interesting. That was, I was like, now, wait a second. I like this part. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the other side of it too is, is why do we got to keep replacing the butler? I don't know. Why? Why is it got to be a different butler every time? It was the same freaking butler Bruce Banner had from birth till death. Bruce Wayne. Or Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Sorry. Bruce Banner. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Banner. Bruce Lee. Bruce Edmonds. You know, talking about Batman. Superheroes. Superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> a little plug for himself there. Superheroes. <laughs> you know, I'm a superhero. Dun, 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 dun. It's for me, man. Oh, <laughs> you're telling me, buddy. My poor, my poor kid got her four t- wisdom teeth pulled out and she is, she's struggling, man. Poor thing. I, I, as a dad, that is the hardest thing. And we've talked about this before, but the hardest thing to go through is seeing your kid suffer in any way, even the remotest, it doesn't matter. It just, it's yeah. horrible to see her just not happy, dude. It sucks. So big time, full time for me. Big time, big time. Whenever my kids are sick, whenever they are hurt, Whenever uh, it's something I can't control, I just, I, I it, it breaks my heart. <sighs> okay. So first off, let me tell you, um, if you're relying on your information and news from Facebook and TikTok, regardless of how popular they are, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me just make sure I, I get that out to everyone. Okay. And then my second thing is, is yesterday... I, I put something on uh, Twitter and um, I, I, I love, I love social media and the universe. Okay. Because I put out that I like, I like living in Canada. 
You know, mm-hmm. we've got freedom and rights and uh, health care and good beer and legal weed. Like we're, we're doing pretty good up I saw here. That tweet. I like yeah. it. I'm good with that. I'm not, I, not once in there did I say America sucks. Not once in there did I say America's better or Canada's better than America. Not once did I say your shithole country is now filing for abortion laws that are fucking archaic and you guys can't get your heads out of your asses. I didn't say that. We all know that's what's happening, but I didn't say any of that. All I said was, is I like Canada and people lost their fucking minds on me. One guy was like, oh, well, ask your truckers. Let me explain something to you. About four to 5% of our truckers were involved. Our Canadian truckers were involved in those rallies. Do you know who made up most of them? Americans. This is why we moved in and shut down GoFundMe and, sh- and shut down the protests because most of those damn trucks we're from the States. Mm-hmm. You, you can't go to another country and protest their government. That's called creating a coup. And we talked about that. The problem so, is right now, man, with the tweet that you have is you're, it's 50-50 regardless of what you post, right? When it's political yeah. or religious, it's 50-50 because the people who get offended by it are the people that know there's an issue with it and they're trying to justify the rights or they're trying to justify their point of view because they disagree with your point of view, even though you didn't say Canada was better than the United States. And even if you said, I think that Canada is better than the United States, you have every right to say that. This is free speech, isn't it? They can free speech on Twitter. Elon Musk. Elon Musk bought Twitter. So I can say that, didn't he? Yeah. They can, they can respect your opinion. They don't have to accept it. But that is the problem right now, man. Like yesterday, holy shit, Twitter was a shit storm, man. Like I, I couldn't even be on it very long because it was just negative, negative, attack, attack, attack. And then it would trickle in over into other stuff. And maybe I'm being a little hypocritical because I was uh, attacking a moron on Twitter all last week and still going on this week. Um, but like, you know, I tweeted out, it's like tweet, like type up your angry tweet, right? Like tip of the day. Type it out. Don't hit send. Just delete it. Get it off your chest and don't engage unless you were genuinely, genuinely, genuinely passionate about something. Then post about it. Just like abortion. Wherever you stand on it, guess what? I mean, 50% of people are going to agree with you, 50% or not. But if you're adamant about it, then then fight for your rights. That is what free speech is about. Um, I, I just... I. I don't understand why the world is going to shit right now. I mean, it's, it's just been slow. It's been a slow burn, but it's like a, it's like a hot slow burn. You know, it's not a light burn. It's like, it has been, we're we're trying to bring some type of sanity to the world at this point right now. And, you know, it's trickling over and I don't know what is happening with just, I guess, media in general. Um, and we've talked about this in the past, but it looks like it's starting to trickle now into the actual credentialed and media people within Green Bay, where there's a bias, a clear bias against the Green Bay Packers. So the narrative before was, oh, praise, you know, a first round linebacker. Fantastic. It's awesome. The Packers do it. Fuck off. Worst thing you've done. You haven't picked a wide receiver. All these narratives are stupid. And people are not being held accountable for making these stupid opinions. And now apparently, or or what is it, uh, Domofsky and Orlovsky, and even I think, 
I saw some stuff on Wildy, you know, who's the radio guy up in Wisconsin. So now these guys in the Packers are starting to, to become mainstream media stuff. And dude, you're in Green Bay. You have a pulse. You're able to ask these players and these coaches direct questions, which you never do to get the right answers. And then you still speculate. And you are now starting to side with the national media on a lot of points that that are not necessarily correct. Like, where's the accountability just in general? I'm dead serious about this. Like, yeah. what's frustrating to me is we, we, as a podcast, try to go out, find news, find good nuggets, interpret it, and bring out our interpretation of what the, our think best, our best guess, our best guess. And it's all garbage. There's, I have literally shut off five different podcasts now that I, and I don't listen to podcasts as much anymore that I did like prior to the pod, because I don't want to be influenced on this pod by what other people say or what other people are talking about. I mean, we have to be aware of it because like, you know, the weeks leading up to the draft, we're like, fuck dude, we're not going to talk about taking a first round wide receiver for like two weeks. We're done. Right. Like, yeah, that's the type of pulse we have, but I look at articles and all of the articles are just dumping on the draft. I mean, you've got some people like Chris Sims did a really good job of actually putting some thought into why he thought it was a good draft. There's other people that have put in thought as to why they think it's a bad draft. And I like listening to both opinions. Okay. Why did you think this was wrong? But the second they, they go to, they didn't take a first round wide receiver. I just, that I, why? Like, can you look beyond that? And I'm telling you, what's frustrating me is all these, I unfollowed probably about 10 or 15 accounts on Twitter that I used to get stuff from. And I'm down to like two or three people that I want to listen from. Yeah. Like, I'm, just, yeah. I'm done. It's so frustrating. Some of these guys have just turned into these clickbaits. And I know that like on our Twitter feed, occasionally we put a little quick clickbait. But if you read it out, if you actually read it in your head, don't read the first line. And then make a comment because you show your idiocracy immediately. And I just block people like that. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you clearly, you didn't read it. You need to reread it and understand that this is a joke. Like I had said one day that uh, what Aaron Rodgers wanted chicken for dinner and the best chicken is in Kentucky. So he's clearly going to Miami. None right. of that makes any sense. None of that makes any, how is he, how is Kentucky, Miami and chicken related it is not and people were so mad oh this is fake news and all you're doing is contributing to the delinquency of the social media dude it's a fucking joke okay clearly he's not going to go to miami because he had good chicken in kentucky like give your head a shake right you know i I would like to Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. You are listening to my dad and his friend Bruce on Packers without borders. Thank you for listening to Packers without borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on TeePublic, Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. Drums, please. Don't.
What is going on, Packer fans? It's Alex here. Summer is here, and while that may mean no football, it also means it's time for us backyard warriors to fire up those grills and smokers. I'll be here every Monday this grilling season bringing you a new recipe and technique that'll take your game to the next level. So clean off those patios, stock up on wood, coals, or gas, and we will meet back here every Monday this summer. Go Pack Go, baby! Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be... I've got an idea. I know what I'm going to do. I've got an idea. We're not going to mention it on the pod because then you know what happens when I come up with good ideas. So I've got, I think I have a solution for this okay. um, and we'll talk about it offline. It'll be on Twitter. So be on the lookout for something. I'll talk to Matt about it right now, but it's just, it's very frustrating. Cause again, all of these, we are just like every fan that listens to us. You're on Twitter. You've, you're looking for information. The reason that you're on Twitter and you're in Packers Twitter is because the second something breaks, the second something happens, you want to digest as much information as you can. You want to be completely enamored with the Packers and everything they're doing, and you want to have your opinions. But the problem is that that clickbaity stuff, and I remember Pack Daddy a few months ago did that social experiment, right? And yeah. it went absolutely viral, just like yours did. I mean, when you posted, what you had like half a million impressions, almost a million impressions on a joke comment that people yeah. took seriously, but that's the problem is they can't distinguish the, the difference between one and the other, because there is so much garbage out there. I, I think I have an idea and a solution, at least for a news feed um, that we'll do that, that we can kind of find like vetting. We, we need to vet a lot of these people in it. And if you decide to go from, I'm not going to, you know, from that person that built his fan base to all of a sudden a troll and a tool, you're out, you're out. You know what I mean? Like where we can actually start vetting these people. Again, I can't believe that Rob Domofsky's and now Jason Wildey, who I kind of like Jason Wildey. You know, I used to listen to whatever it was. Is I it Heart. Wildey? I always yeah. thought it was wild. Jason Wildey. Yeah. Okay. He had that show with um, Mark Tauscher. So it was like Wildey and Tausch. In the mornings okay. that they did a while back before the pod, I'm telling you stuff I would listen to. And I go on iHeartRadio, go to Milwaukee, AM 600, listen to them. And they had some pretty good points a couple years ago. And now all I'm seeing is all this stuff about what Wildy's putting and, and what they're, they're putting up there. And I go directly to his feed and it's all fucking garbage. Just repeating what the national media saying. I was like, dude, you're in the room. You're asking questions. You have access to the GM. You have access to the coach. You have access to everyone in that organization. And that's your conclusion that the national media is right with their assessment of the Packers. And I know we're biased, dude. Obviously we're biased, right? We try, we, we have trouble looking beyond that, but we do try to justify our opinion, whether it's positive or not. And look, we've been wrong more times than not, yeah. which is what everybody does. But we give our, we give our best guess. This is the difference. Okay. We give our best guess. Our, and that's it. And, and we make it very clear at the very beginning. This is our best guess. We do not have insider stuff. We are not in those rooms with the GMs like some of those other guys are. Right. Dan Orlovsky can talk to Aaron Rodgers. We, Aaron doesn't talk to us. Right. So when you hear this trash coming out of their mouths, you just think to yourself, you know what? It's like 40 screaming baby birds in a nest. And all of them are saying the most outrageous stuff to get the worm. And nobody is saying, 
you know what, I didn't sit down and actually talk with Guth on why we uh, drafted uh, the way that we drafted. I just uh, put up my opinion and I criticized him. Even though he's been bang on since he took over, I criticized him. And then when I got criticized for criticizing him, I doubled down and I explained to people that one time I read a book and that makes me different. Right. Right. The narrative... I think that's the crux of the narrative of what's going on with the Packers right now. It's not the players. And I understand the drama with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, tell me, and, and we'll get to this a little bit later, but Tannehill makes comments that he's not there to mentor Malik Willis. If Aaron Rodgers would have said that he would have been destroyed. So there's that level of it, but I think it's a little bit deeper from at the, at the same time though, with Tannehill, can you really blame the guy? No, I mean, anytime there's nothing that the guy... wrong with the comment. Anytime the guy finally gets a little bit going, the, the team drafts somebody else and he gets beaten out and he goes to another team. This is what happened in Miami. This is what's now happening in Tennessee, right? Like, and he's been in shit situations. Look, Miami was a shit situation. He shit situation. So it's not fair to him. I agree. And with now the- Tennessee, Tennessee got rid of Julio Jones and AJ Brown. Who's he out? He's, he's throwing to less than what Aaron Rodgers has. Right. And that's the problem. So I, I don't have any issues with that. It all, I just, I really been trying to wrap my head around. It bothers me, man. Like I am genuinely bothered about not being able to go out there and get a reliable source of information. Like it's just all spec. It's just uh, us. Listen to us. I will be, I will be your reliable source well, because, I because I don't say nothing as a fact until it's a fact. Right. But, right. But I'm, I'm, I'm like guess. the CBC. I'm like the CBC. They don't speculate. They just, they comment on what has already happened. Right. (laughs) It's an educated guess, but the problem is that the national media has not bought into the fact that Brian Gutenkunst, our GM, is phenomenal. They do not give him the credit. They will not give him the credit. Ted Thompson was like that at the beginning when he first started, and then all of a sudden he was a god. Kind of like with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers sucked, and all of a sudden he was a god. Now they're back to, well, he's not that good, even though he's won MVP back-to-back. Right now we're in that phase where the media and people outside of the organization, and apparently even writers and everybody inside the organization, are not giving Goody the, 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 just the respect he deserves. Let's – we can recap what he's done and what he's done with the picks since he started three years ago. Cause right now we're the reason we're in the situation we are with the Packers and trying to figure out who to pay and where we had to get rid of um, Devonte Adams, whether he wanted to leave or not. But I mean, part, part of the reason or the main reason that we did not pay him so much money was because we have other players on the team that we have to pay because he's drafted so well. How many guys do we have coming up on contracts? So the national media not not giving credit to Goody, I think, is what start is the root of the problem with why the Packers continue in these stupid ass narratives. I, dude, we have two immediate contributing defensive players that are going to be make this defense top three. ten. Sure, three, three. Well, with Stokes from last year, right? Well, no, 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 fifty. <coughs> God dang, I'm telling you, this magic melon is kicking my rear. The uh um the 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 edge. Oh. Number 55 uh in oh man, I'm going to say Inagbare. I'm going to say his name wrong a thousand bloody times. I apologize already. Yeah. But he'll 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 be into. We'll see him definitely on special teams. We'll see him on third and longs and stuff like that as they bring in the packages, 
we'll definitely see him. We got three of those guys that are going to immediately have an impact. You're and one. then we've got we've got Watson, Ryan, and uh, uh, who's and, and Dobbs, who are definitely going to be in there right away. So we just grab six guys that we know are playing. And don't and Zach Tom. <laughs> Well, yeah, and Zach Tom too. He'll 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 definitely be out there. Or Tom he'll definitely be out there. Yeah, Zach Tom because I always keep thinking Zach Thomas, the linebacker from Texas Tech, that was badass for a long time. I, that every time I hear Zach Tom, my mind goes directly to Zach Tom S. The credit, the credit, is not being handed out. No, but it, we'll hand it out. We will. So, I posted yesterday, completely off topic. Yeah. Do you have any questions about life in Canada? I will answer them honestly. And, you know, a lot of people, they had things like, uh, what's the biggest false stereotype and what should be a stereotype for Canadians? That was A. I guess that one. Yeah. The word A, right? It's only really, it happens, but it's not said nearly as much as everybody says it is, right? The trailer trash, right? Kind of. And then something that should be a false stereotype or something that should be a stereotype, garage sales. There is not a Canadian alive that can just walk past one, okay? They've all got to take a look at, at everybody else's trash that's in their driveway. It is the weirdest thing, right? What's more popular, Hockey Night in Canada or Monday Night Football? Well, thankfully, Hockey Night in Canada is Saturday night. But if you were to go coast to coast, it would be hockey. It would be hockey. And, and understand that Hockey Night in Canada is, now consists of three or four games. So you can just sit there and just get fat from like four in the evening until, you know, two in the morning. Um, you know, is healthcare really free? Yes. Yes. About 95% of healthcare is absolutely free. There's a few things, elective surgeries, cosmetic surgeries. If it, if, if it's not like a birth defect, if you go in there to get a boob job and you want the government to pay for it, it's not happening. Okay. Here's a question for you because my cousin lives in Spain um, and that's obviously free healthcare over there as well. One of the issues that he complains about over there, and I don't know if you guys have it, is seeing your primary care doctor is really easy, right? You can go in there anytime you want, pretty much. Like, there's no issues with that. But when you need to go see a specialist, it's yeah. like months out and a lot of paperwork. And a lot of times that's the issue with free healthcare. Well, is that true? Now, okay. I have heard of horror stories where somebody waited a year to see a specialist, okay? This is what I can tell you from my personal experience, okay? Mm -hmm. When I completely tore my knee out, they waited three, four days for the swelling to go down and I saw an orthopedic surgeon and they did the surgery immediately, okay? Mm -hmm. I couldn't walk on it. When years later, I had a slight, it was a five millimeter tear in my MCL. So it was just uncomfortable. I was able to walk. I was able to work. It was just uncomfortable. My knee wasn't right. That one took me six to eight weeks to get in there and then have them clean it out. It was, it was a little but while. Did you do therapy first? Did they make you go through therapy or is it just straight from that to the old? No, ortho? from that to that. They knew, we all knew because I had done it before and it was the same specialist, right? We all knew. It's just, listen, it's triage healthcare. Okay. If you hurt yourself and you need to see a specialist, Bruce, and the doctors go, can you work? And you go, well, yeah. Is it bothering you day to day? Well, no, not really. Okay. You're at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Okay. Cause this isn't affecting you, but if you go in there and you go, fuck, I, I can't even stand up. The doctors go, okay, we will push you to the front of the line. Okay. Case in point, 
one time I went to my doctor because I went to a, we have walk-in clinics up here and then you have your regular doctor. If I call on Monday to see my regular doctor, I could probably see him by Thursday or Friday that week, depending, right? If it's flu season, you might have to wait till the following week, right? Mm -hmm. it, it depends. But I can go to a walk-in clinic right now. Right now it's 1246 my time. I can go to a walk-in clinic right now and by two o'clock, I'll have seen a, a licensed physician. It takes about an hour, hour and a half. Now, if you need to see a, a specialist, it's a complete different freaking story, but your home doctor. Okay. So I went and I saw, I, I, I was having, I had a really sore throat and I was convinced it was strep throat because my daughter had strep throat. And then like a week later, I, I've got this soreness in my throat. So mm -hmm. I go to a walking clinic because I called my doctor and it was going to be four days. I was like, oh, forget it. I can just go to a walking clinic to give me penicillin. Penicillin, by the way, should be sold in buckets behind the counter, but that's another argument. So I went to a walking clinic. He gave me a prescription. I went and got the prescription. And within three days, I couldn't even stand. Something was really wrong with my back. And I don't know what it was. And so I called my doctor. I explained to the girl what had happened. And so they brought me in that afternoon. Mm -hmm. I went in at one o'clock. My doctor took my temperature, touched my back and said, come with me and walked me across the street to the general hospital. And I was getting an MRI an hour later. Yeah. Because they were convinced it was something turned out. It wasn't what he thought it was. But, you know, my daughter, when she was three, pulled a picture off the wall and the nail went in her eye. I remember that story. Yep. Hours later, she was seen by the best eye doctor, eye surgeon in Canada. An hour later, three hours later, she was, she was having the surgery. So I get, I hear the stories, right? I, I, when I had a, a slight, I don't know what it was in my shoulder, but I was still able to work in that. It took about four or five months before I, I finally old, got into old, seeing the old shoulderitis. Yeah. And even, even my doctor said he thinks it's tendonitis, but he's going to send me to go see the specialist because I'm asking to go see it. It's probably bursitis or something yeah. like that. Dude. And when the, and when the, and when the specialist saw me, he said, I'm going to give you a shot of cortisone. And then you, you tell me and it cleared everything right up immediately. Right. Yeah. So I've heard of these horror stories and I will acknowledge that every now and then somebody falls through the cracks. Our system is not 100%. It is not. It is not. Well, no right? healthcare system is. No, but I can tell you it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And you, you kind of can tell how good or bad you're doing by the date that you get from a specialist. So let's say you go in May 1st and you're like, I think I need to see a specialist. And the doctor looks at you and he goes, yeah, you should go see him. If you see that specialist that month, you're in trouble. Something's wrong. Something's mm -hmm. really wrong. If you, if you get a date and they go, yeah, it's going to be four months from now, take a deep breath, buddy. Nobody thinks this is important. Yeah. Right. Nobody thinks this is going to hinder you. I'm blessed living on the border because, and look, I work in healthcare, so I have the right to, to voice my opinion because I've lived in the world and I understand I train doctors on quality. I train them how to report. So I see how the system works. One of the biggest issues with medicine in the United States is that doctors are absolutely terrified of providing any type of care because they're just afraid to finalize a diagnosis because of the repercussions if you're wrong. So 
it takes them a lot longer to get to the point of treatment. So they throw a bunch of different things trying to figure out what it is, as opposed to just in their mind, I'm telling you, every doctor knows what you have probably 10 minutes into the conversation or they're pretty damn sure of where it is. But because of the protocols and what they have to do and documentation to cover their ass, and you have to do this first before you can send a patient over here, you need a pre-authorization from this. It takes a really long time. So, so the care is not as good as it should be. So people end up going to the hospital, which jacks up the, the cost of healthcare. I mean, 52% of cost in the United States is, is hospital. So the government's trying to get rid of admissions into hospitals. Like if it's not bad, just go see your PCP, but people have a tendency to go straight to the emergency room when they have the flu. And that's 10 grand the second you step foot. And the reason I know this is because in Mexico, which is right across the border from me, there are doctors who are licensed and very good, who the second you walk in, give you azithromycin, diclofenaco, uh, you know, whatever medications you need, like right off the bat, they're not afraid to prescribe you medications and tell you what you have and try to treat it without any, because the repercussions aren't the same over there. They're, they're comfortable enough to diagnose. That's the biggest issue with, with that. And it, and it seems like in Canada, that's what you're saying. It's like, they're in there, they know what it is. Let's just get it done and taken care of. Let's just not let it linger. Let's cure the person. And the problem is in the U S because you're trying to save money, you're trying to cure each other. Like the, the healthcare system in Canada is going to cure you because it's less expensive when they're cured. The problem is that in the United States, the system is designed to keep you alive, not to cure you. Because the longer that you're sick and in the system and working, you're generating money for the healthcare system. So they're not going to cure you. They're going to keep. So our life expectancy might, might be 120, but the quality of life is going to be shit the last 20 or 30 years. But you're still going to be alive because and you cost money. That's the difference between private funding and government funding. Yep. Private funding, they want to see results and they want to see a good bottom line. Government funding, they don't care about the bottom line. If you're busy, you're busy. You're not. Thankfully, you're not. You didn't cost us as much. That's that. The nurses make the same amount, whether the hospital's doing well or not. The doctors make the same amount, whether the, right? Like, it's like a blanket. Now, it's also our downfall because nurses can go across the border and make a heck of a lot more money. Doctors constantly go across the border. And a law was passed recently where, because this is what Canadian doctors were doing, right? They would get their license and they would be licensed. And therefore, they could go to the United States. And within a short period of time, they could be licensed and work in the States you as a doctor. You do your boards in the state where you're going to do it. And you transfer it's your medical credit. Done. So they renege on their on their student loan, leaving us Canadians to pay hundreds, of, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars for your education. You go down to the States and they go, oh, well, you won't have any credit. Who cares, man? You're now making six hundred thousand dollars a year. You'll pay everything in cash after a year. And right. after two or three years, don't tell me there isn't a bank in America that won't give a doctor any credit. Right. Like, obviously. Right. So they were burning us like that. Now they're saying, OK, before you go. You need to settle your account with us. And like our student loans, I'm not sure how they work in the States. Our student loans up here, pretty much if you fall under a certain category for the amount of money that your family makes, then you're, you're approved for a student loan. Mm -hmm. And the way that you pay it back, it's ridiculous. It's like, let's say you owed 50 grand. By the time you pay it all back, you paid back like fifty-one thousand. It is the it is like almost no interest whatsoever. The way it should be, or yeah, if you want to have an because the best way to turn a country around is educate the population. So yeah, just 
pay for you know what make college free state institutions make college free anybody that wants to go to college there's going to be requirements for grades you can make just like everything else and you can have different standards at all these public schools where there's going to be one that has higher standards than another but anybody can go to school for free you do that then they're gen now you've got doctors and you've got lawyers and you have people spending money and making money and that'll drive the economy through education. The problem is that it is so hard. Me right now trying to plan for my daughters. I've got three girls. One's going to be in college in two years. And we're trying to figure that out now. I'm going to have all three of them in college at the same time. If And look, they're bright. I don't know if they can get college scholarships. We're going to work on all that. But I've got a plan for the contingency plan. We're looking at stuff, man. Holy shit. You're talking about $100,000 a year to send my three girls to school. That's that's what three times what most people make in a year, a lot of times on average in the United States. And that's what you're asking them to pay to educate their kids. Come on. I know it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. A couple of the other questions that I thought were kind of cool here was uh, um, what's the difference? Which yes, there are, do you wipe your butt with pine cones? No, Nick. That was a good one too. Not, not ever, Nick. No. Um, are the winters really long in Canada? Okay. It all depends on where you live. If you live in Vancouver or Victoria, where you're on the west west coast, okay, the winters are a couple of days, two, three days. I mean, you're in the winter season, but you're walking around with a sweater, and so that's not winter. You you start moving into the middle of the country. You get to Edmonton and Alberta. They have winter, but again, it's probably more comparable to. Um, like a winter in uh, southern Montana, you know, yeah. where like you're going to have like south, like s- kind of middle America, right? Yeah, like you're going to have some snow, but then the next day it's going to be above freezing, and it's going to take a few days in a mount. You might get snow again next week, right? But yeah, like you, Kansas you don't... City, that area. Yeah. yeah, when you get to Manitoba, where I live in Saskatchewan, in the prairies, in the dead center, okay winter is 10 months that's what it feels like it's really only five months but it feels like it's freaking 10 months right it takes forever but again you're in the middle of the country um dan difference between americans and canadians or the rest of the world and i said you know and this is true and i think this is true of of anybody in any country okay i think canadians are like most people okay we want an opportunity to provide for our families a roof over our head some safety, a little freedom, maybe a little money in the bank, and to be left the fuck alone. And I think that's what everybody wants, right? An mm-hmm. opportunity to keep my family safe and provided for, and to be left left alone, right? I don't want to, uh, why do I want to do any of this? A lot of other people, uh, let's see, uh, is it easy to get the Packers on TV? Yes, I haven't missed a game in 20 years. Um, are snowmobiles as prevalent as motorcycles? Yes. Yes, that is that is true. That is true. There's Here, a stereotype for you right there. When I lived in the city, no, you you saw occasionally somebody would drive with snowmobiles on a trailer, right? Mm-hmm. But out here, from where I live, you can go uh, from Selkirk, which is, I don't know, I'm going to say it's about 20 miles north of us. You mm-hmm. can go from Selkirk 
all the way down the side of the highway, it's snowmobile trails, right? And it's it's kind of a destination to do because you go up there, you get a hot dog, the whole works, and then you come all the way down, you go to Oak Bank and there's a Tim Hortons, and then you go all the way to Dougald and like you can you can travel quite a distance out here on snowmobiles. So yes. We have a similar thing here in El Paso, but it is one side you can do like, we get a lot of motorcycles and people coming out here because there's a nice road that goes all the way from El Paso North all the way up to Albuquerque. And there's little vineyards and stuff that you can stop off on in little towns and you can go that way. If you go along the side of the mountain, they've got bike trails, motorbike trails and everything. And you can do the same thing. You can, you can take either side the highway or follow the mountain and they've just got trails that you can take for hours. Yeah. Um, What language do you communicate with French Canada? Okay. So English, I can't speak French. um, And I know for a fact, if you can't speak French, they don't want you attempting it. Okay. They want you to listen. Yeah. Je m'appelle Bruce. Uh, Un petit peu. Um, uh, French is taught in the schools, much like Spanish, I suppose, in all the Mm -hmm. high schools, right? They teach Spanish class. You go once a week or two times a week or whatever, right? Spanish, French, and Mandarin are the three languages that they teach in public schools here that you have choices of. Okay, and and see where I am, they have uh, French and Ukrainian because of the Ukrainian population in our area. They actually have a a Ukrainian immersion school and we have French immersion schools and there's areas in the city that are you're going to speak French in and stuff like that. I mean, you know, and I I wanted to bring this up because I kind of. uh, I kind of. uh, I forget that. I assume that America that Americans know what us Canadians know. And you have to understand that a lot of this, a lot of Canada is exactly like the States. Exactly. Right. And a lot of the States is exactly like Canada, vice versa. You guys uh, talk about freedom of speech. Our freedom of speech isn't worded the way that yours is, but we have freedom of speech in Canada. Absolutely. We do. Our gun laws are designed and developed not to keep guns out of people's hands, okay? Because if you watch the TV, uh, the the movie Bowling for Columbine, you'll hear some stats in there, okay, about gun laws in Canada that, you know, might open your eyes a little bit. And maybe, just maybe, I don't want to start off a Twitter war, but maybe, you know, the NRA might want to adapt a couple of these, right? We all want the same thing. Love, life, and happiness. And that's it. That's it. We're not different from you guys and you guys can point across the border and you can make jokes and we can point back and we can make jokes too. And we can nudge each other and whatnot. But remember now we're in this together. We're on this little planet together. And I think that's the difference between Canadians and Americans is we think we're on this planet together and the Americans think our country. Right. And I get it. It, it, It's brought up. You do the pledge of allegiance and it's, it's, it's pounded into you and, and fed into you from the moment that you're born. And there's nothing wrong with beating your chest and having pride about your country. The difference between Canadians and Americans is, is Canadians go, we're proud of our country, but we're on this little planet together. And Americans go, our country mm-hmm. and everything else, right? I think that's, maybe that has to do with the education system. Maybe that has to do with the amount of sugar in your Mountain Dew. I don't know. Might be. <laughs> I don't know. I've got one more little question for you before we go. And it's related. So last night, um, you know, yesterday was my dad's 
um, anniversary, 19 years, he passed away. So my brothers and I had a little chat last night, but one of my brothers is a bears fan. And the other one is a Miami dolphin fan. And we were going through, because obviously they, they both conceded to the fact, cause we usually do best record or whatever, you know, kind of bets. They didn't want any of that. They didn't, they didn't know. They're just like, no, you guys are going to be fine. Right. Like, yeah. fuck you. So yeah. here are the bets that I took me personally against my brothers. Now, wait, you also have a bold prediction. I do. I do have a bold prediction. All right. All right. All right. I remember this. That I've got is this is for a bottle of mezcal and this is the bears bet. This is my brother who is a bear. He was born a bear. My dad, you know, he's the only one who came out of bear. The rest of us were smart and did not become bears. Um, It is total sacks. He's got Robert Quinn. I've got Rashawn Gary. Whoever gets more sacks wins the bet. I think that's a that's a safe bet. I think that's a safe bet for you. He had three last year, but Robert Quinn versus Rashawn Gary. We'll see. I think so. I think it's a pretty safe bet. But he was I think this active. is a breakout year for Bain. I think this is going to be. Did you see him in that San Francisco game? Oh my God, dude. he was then, a menace. He was a menace. Off season in the sand, all of it. It's beautiful. I mean, it was like so, two days after that playoff game. There he is, working, hating, building up the anger. And then the other one, which is a really interesting question that came up is obviously he said, well, Howard's the best corner in the league. And I was like, no, Jair's the best corner in the league. But the problem is that he didn't play all last year. Right. So picks who has more picks Jair Alexander or Xavier Howard. Oh, it'll be Howard because I would throw to Howard every single day of the week where I wouldn't throw to uh, Jair. You should have chose uh, Stokes because they won't be looking at Jair and they'll test Stokes. And I think Stokes will have more picks than, than, than Jair. I think Stokes will get fed the ball a lot until they stop feeding him the I ball. Bet you, I bet you he'll take that bet. What I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll switch it yeah. up to Stokes. But I did think about that. And I thought about Douglas also, but I just, I was trying to prove a point because when you're talking about the best corner in the league, but you're right. Darrell Revis didn't have a lot of picks because they never threw you it. You don't throw to that guy because yeah. he'll pick it. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? They ain't going to throw so we'll to Jair. So we'll hey, see Jair happens. will be on the number one. No, no, no. It'll, so they'll, they'll, they'll test Stokes. They'll go after Stokes because he's kind of a quote-unquote unproven commodity. But, yeah. Yeah. I think Stokes will have more picks than Howard. Absolutely. Okay. That's so a good bet. Those, yeah, those are my two bets. So, really what's your – What's your bold prediction? And I am even more confident about this. And okay. I've already, I already, I tweeted it. I'm done. It's on paper. Take Uh-oh. your seats. I have the Packers finishing 12 and five. I don't think we hit 13 this year because I think it's as, as good as this team is going to be. It's going to take us a little while. We 18 players changing out, man, at some point yeah. during. So there's going to be some growing pains, but not enough to, we're going to dominate still. We're going to be fine, but 12 and five, I've got us number one. I've got number two and here's, and I'm calling it right now. I have a feeling this is a year that the Detroit lions finally put it together and get second place into division. Oh, 10 games. Oh, so they'll make the playoffs with 10 games. Yep. Wow. Oh, is this a face tattoo bet? What are we doing here? No, this is a <laughs> lot of this is a lot of egg on my face, but I'm putting I'm putting my stamp on this. And I think the Vikings get to nine wins. They're gonna go nine and eight, 
or they might be 10 and seven as well in a tiebreaker somewhere along those lines with the two and three. I think it's going to be tiebreakers with the same record, but the Vikings defense is in a lot of trouble. I know that they tried to address it, but rookies, again, we need to see that they kept trading back. They did, they did the right thing. They've realized they're rebuilding, right? So they're going to be down towards the bottom of the division. Again, they'll come right back up to that one, two and compete with us and irritate the hell out of us. Right. But I think this is the year that they realize, hell, they traded with Detroit and with the Packers to collect picks. When last year there was no way in hell they were going to give us that number twenty three to go. Oh, get they took they took Justin Jefferson simply yeah. because we wanted it, right? But the I offense mean, is not the concern for me. The concern is the defense on them, and I don't think they're going to do very well, and that's going to lose them a lot of games. They're going to be a lot of how they were last year, where they were just losing these close games, but not being able to get over the hump. And what gets you over the hump is good defense with another stop and not letting the guys go down and score, which is what happened to us in the NFC championship game. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that that's why I have them at three and I have the bears going five and 12 and at the basement. And after talking to my brother last night, and I think what we'll do, Matt is we'll go into, I recorded a lot of stuff with my brothers last night because we were on zoom, didn't realize it was recording. Um, cause I did it on the browser and automatically recorded, but just carving out his thoughts and then my brother's thoughts on, on where their teams are. So dolphins, I don't think many people might care about that too, too much who listen to us, but bears wise, he was genuinely, he has a lot of faith in fields. He does, which is a, a pretty common sentiment across the board with bears fans, but he as entrenched as he is doesn't really know a lot of the players and newer players. Cause he's like, dude, I, I'm checking out this next year, maybe the following year. He's like, we're not going to be good. Like, I know people are saying we are, but he's like, no, we're in a rebuild mode. Like with the yeah. new organizational structure that they did and the changes, there is a change in philosophy where it's like, no, we're not close. We're going to rebuild, but we're going to build around Justin Fields, obviously, because that's who they took. This regime took Justin Fields. They're going to put all their chips in there because if the dude doesn't pan out, they gave up a bunch of capital just like they did with Traberski. So this dude has to work out. So they're going to load him up with as much talent as possible. And look, the Bears didn't have a pick until 39, and they took a linebacker. Why? Because they just lost Mack. They understand how linebackers are so important. Everybody's praising the Bears for taking a linebacker with their first pick with all the needs they have. But the Packers are being destroyed for taking a linebacker, which is a critical component in what we play. So all of that put together just brought me to the conclusion that Bears are going to be bottom dwellers. The Vikings defense is going to get them in a lot of trouble. I think that Kirk Cousins has hit his ceiling. There is no – he's a safe floor, no ceiling player, right? And I don't think he has enough of a team around him to get them across the hump. And I think Detroit, with what they've done, because they've always played tough and it's been mentality, and you saw last year, I have a feeling they're going to come out guns a-blazing and they'll lose two to us, but I do believe that they're going to win a lot of games. They'll probably split with the Vikings, beat the Bears twice. Now, there you go. So they're, I mean, three and three in the division, not bad for them. And all they need is another seven games, and you're playing the Giants. You're playing Miami, which has a lot of weapons, but they have the defense to match up with Miami's offense, right? I mean, they're playing it smart. So I just, I have a feeling this is the year that the Lions are actually going to be something. And I know, like all Lions fans, I, 
they're going to be disappointed again at the end of the year, and you should never bet on the Lions, but I'm betting on the Lions this year. That is a bold prediction. We'll have to see how that uh, pans out. Uh, hopefully when we uh, upload this uh, shortly, uh, Anchor is up and running and there'll be no more uh, glitches. Uh, Wednesday, podcast. Yep. Yep. Done and done. And thank you guys for reaching out to us, letting us know. So when Anchor went down, part of the problem is that there is what are called RSS feeds and websites and things that you need to actually drop into all these other platforms. Thank you to the listeners, you know, asking, why aren't you on Stitcher? Why aren't you here? We had the assumption that Anchor did that automatically when we dropped these RSS feeds in there, but apparently there's a, there's a glitch in the matrix and that has never been happening. So we're working on it, but really appreciate you guys letting us know where you want to listen to us so we can get out there and, and make it easy for you to find us. My man. Peace out. Peace. Go Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And Go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.